0: Welcome back to another edition of the Wits Up podcast. Uh, In today's episode, we will be chatting to Matilda Reynolds, ex-pro triathlete turned elite cyclist. But before we get stuck into that, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who has been sharing the podcast, uh, commenting, leaving feedback, really appreciate it, particularly when it's great feedback like this message from Mama George who said, Jess Learmonth is my new favorite triathlete, total pisser, nearly had to get the tenor ladies out, fantastic comment, thank you for sharing, Mama George, and if you have any comments or feedback, please uh, leave it on whatever platform you wish, Um, or if you don't want to use social media, send me an email directly, it's just steph at witsup.com, and if you listen to this podcast, you would know that it's Steph with an F, at the end of Steph, not, my name is not for Steph. It's Steph with an F at the end of my name. Um, thank you again to everyone who has been sharing. Thank you to those people uh, who have been supporting us on the Wits Up Patreon page. We really appreciate all of your support. Okay, let's get stuck into this episode with a very good friend of mine, Matilda Reynolds. As I said earlier ex-pro triathlete turned elite cyclist and in not even three years she is absolutely killing it very very steep learning curve uh and last weekend she won the very famous melbourne to warrnambool uh cycling event so we thought it was time to a catch up for a gin and tonic and b get her on the wits up podcast so please will you join myself and my idol matilda reynolds can't swear on this podcast you know that you can because you listen all the time. Go. Can you come close to the microphone? Because yeah. yeah. um, we are recording. Matilda Reynolds of uh, – well, you are an ex-pro triathlete. Uh, you moved into the cycling world how many years ago? Almost three. Three. Yeah. So not not many years. Um, and you've like – it's been great watching – uh the trajectory um over your cycling career but on the weekend uh you won the melbourne to warner well I, I know i knew what it was oh. but i feel like you wanted to jump in and no, say something no, i'm, I'm like, like what am, like, am i saying wrong triathlete's <laughs>
1: tri- 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 <laughs> not sure what this site. Uh, she won a bike race <laughs> i won. A- the longest, uh, the longest. Can you
0: just pause for a second? That's our car going off. That's been going off the last. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just <laughs> that was on the Kerry Lester
1: interview as well. You were like,
0: "Oh, I hope that's not my car." Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> it definitely <laughs> wasn't our car that day, but it's definitely ours. I don't know why. Like I'm running out with my. Oh, it stopped. Okay. They yes. must have got in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, my
0: goes up. My bike, my car. <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, address. Okay, so you won the longest single-day bike race in Australia or in the world? Uh, in in it's
1: the oldest um, one of the oldest one-day bike races in Australia, and at one point it was the longest one-day bike race in the world. And so it's a hundred and four years old, and it's amazing. Really? when you look at the history of the event, and and you know quite a few years of it being paused over the two world wars. Like it has enormous, which I probably didn't respect enough going into it because it was quite a late entry, but it's enormously prestigious, particularly as a, um, as a men's race. And it's really one that any cyclist in Australia would love to have on their belt.
0: Okay. There's so much to unpack from this. (laughs) For starters, winning the females or the women's race Let's let's take a step back. It's been around for 100, 104 years, did you say, sorry. When you said you didn't give it enough respect by signing up last minute, what do you mean?
1: Well, I think, um, like, I, you know, to me it was just a bit of a bike race, like a really, really long race and one that, um, you know, I just wanted to throw myself into and one that I'd looked at for quite a few years but had never been able to go, and it'd go either because of weddings or, you know, ever since the last three years I've wanted to do it. Um, yeah right or travel with work and the opportunity came up and I was feeling okay and was just like why not and I really I signed up to it you know a bit over a week before where I think you know a lot of people target it target it for a really long time and it for them than myself and I got an amazing job with specialized in Melbourne and moved down here from Sydney and that's where I stopped triathlon um Because it's
0: cold here. Well, we got a
1: (laughs) bit of a stitch up because Annabelle Luxford is also here, as you know. And she and I were swimming in the Port Phillip Bay. And that was a thing we used to do. And it was just like, yeah, we're just going to swim in the the cruise ship channel because that's a thing you do. And we still like. And this is the girl that tried to swim in, like, our park lake, which
0: is which illegal. I only found out about that the other like a week ago. She's going to write a book of <laughs> stupid shit, and she's like, "But no one told me." And it seemed yeah, like the perfect a, place to do it. it. It's a pool
1: of water. Why yeah, why would you not swim that shit? It doesn't hasn't moved for yeah. two hundred years. That's why. And so, <laughs> yeah, still ran a bit, still swam a bit, but um, because I let go of training in that structure, I and I was working for a, a bicycling company. Um, just started riding, and I think that's where the sprinter sort of mentality came from because i really leant into that strength yeah and, and strength on the bike is really celebrated where right um, i sort of felt like i was constantly being told to be lighter in triathlon and can, um can i sorry to yeah, interrupt yeah yeah.
0: and no mentioning names yeah. but do you was it coming from coaches are other- athletes, spectators?
1: I had a lot of support from my coaches, but it was certainly celebrated when you write it lighter. Yep. Um, but I had a lot of support. Um, you know, um, Chris Haddonhan at PB3, he supported me enormously with my mental health at the time and just right. trying to, you know, he knew hormonally I wasn't right and we tried to, you know, see naturopaths and try to – It was. I was just one of those, um, like my cortisol, like the more I trained and the less I ate, the more – weight i put on and that's right. just a terrible sort of yeah. um trundle of um you know spiral in 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 how it, how it affects you you're just trying so hard and, and you're not getting the results which they should not be being the results i was looking for really so yeah yeah so and i think it's just it's always celebrated it's 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 unnapped it's it's um unconsciously celebrated we say it to one another all the time In yeah how good you look and how fit you look and whatever it might be and it only takes one comment to undo so much good work sort of thing and and so
0: um
1: yeah I just yeah it was it wasn't in the best headspace for it at that time
0: yeah. yeah it's interesting to say that we um accidentally or subconsciously um c- celebrate it and mm-hmm. it's something that. Um, just the words that we use with with Frankie Um, and I'm only bringing this up because Brett's just started saying it with no, like not thinking saying anything bad and he's not technically saying anything bad, but we're going through like, where's your ears, where's your eyes, all that kind of stuff. And he's like, where's your beautiful legs. And I was like, can you say, where's your beautiful strong legs? You know, Mm -hmm. just because I don't know. And I know that it might seem a little bit fussy, but I think, in order for us to change the language and the culture, those kind of changes need to start with us educating our, yeah. you know, our kids and the, and the next generation.
1: Yeah, I think the yeah, as I said, like I, I, I get a bit conscious. I, I actually don't. I don't love talking. I, I, I'm, I'm totally open about it, but I don't love talking about. So my worst fear is someone like myself listening to it going, "Oh, should I?" Do I not look right, or am I not skinny enough, or am I? Or about being light. Do I need to be lighter? And I think you know, I I just would celebrate and those those athletes before me who were strong athletes and who wouldn't give a shit about that sort of thing and would focus more on their performance. They're really the athletes I look to and mm. and helped me so much during that time, rather than people that were having. Eating disorders, or people that were really struggling, or talking, even talking about their weight, or mm. I guess celebrating their weight. um It just, it's just such a boring topic, <laughs> like for women, and and, and that's where, like I, I I never worry about it anymore, which yep. is such a breaking chain sort of thing for me because you yep. you create an unhealthy relationship with food and lifestyle and that sort of thing and. And I think um, I just love – and and that's how I grew up as well as a child with three brothers was being strong, yep. trying to out-muscle my brothers yeah. and wrestle them and throw hay bales and who who did the most work today. And, yeah. and I think it just really shocked me when I was at an all-girls school how it wasn't about that. It was about who was the skinniest and all that sort of thing. And so that's where I guess it sort of developed a little bit. But wow. for me, was, before that, it was really about, well, who works the hardest today and not, you know, yeah, like a number or anything like that was never never a thing for, for me before before going to school or, you know, doing – and even then, but, yeah, certainly doing triathlon was sort of the first time that it was like, oh, you you run faster if you're skinny. and But I've never had an injury. Like I've never yeah. had a – I've never had any bone density issues or I've never had a stress <laughs> fracture or – and I think that's so much more important than – people really forget that and and like people have three, six, 12 months off the sport and people who do focus more on their strength and um, are able to go a lot longer.
0: Yeah, Um, definitely. Did that – what? Oh, no, going deep. Uh, You've listened to the podcast, you know. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm all logged. It's fine. (laughs) She means student tonic. Um, the bit that you just talked about then about growing up with three brothers, did that just sort of hit did that just come to you then or is that a revelation that you have had for quite a while?
1: No, it's quite I as I said, like I haven't unpacked it. If you want want me to lay down on the couch and talk to me about my childhood, I can let's do it. Go through it. But it probably just yeah, a bit of a re- revelation then of like Really, when was the first time that you started focusing on yeah. on weight being a thing? And it's such a boring thing. Like, it's such a... it's And beyond school and beyond triathlon, I just think weight or when someone says I look fat or whatever it is, it's so bloody boring. Yeah. That conversation. Like, it couldn't be more self-centered or just no perspective of anything else that's happening in the world that you're worried about your weight. Like, it's just... So boring that con- and Yeah. So now, when friends might say it to me or people, women I know, like I just, I just, you don't entertain it. You don't, you don't even give it oxygen. Really, you sort of move on from that conversation. And yeah, I guess just circling back, um what really got me into writing was just yeah, really enjoying my strength getting out there with the guys and there's an amazing women's community here who are great cyclists. I was really fortunate to fall into yeah. such a great group of friends that really inspired me with how amazing cyclists they were that, you know, I wanted to be like them and that trajectory has just sort of kept going. Yeah.
0: So, and uh, when you're talking about the race, you are part of a team, uh, second year pa- second year yeah, part as part the of the specialised women's racing team. Three, hang on. How long ago did you move to Melbourne? Five years ago. Uh, four years ago. Four years ago. Yeah. Back then, sure, that wasn't that couldn't have been on the radar being part of a women's racing team.
1: No, I knew of the St Kilda criteriums and yeah. like, um St Kilda crits, which is a famous sort of every Sunday in the summer um, that that's here. And and there's been a lot of prestigious cyclists, sort of you know, sort of. Um, earn their bread and butter on, on that course and always knew about it. And obviously like Kirstie Baxter taking photos Yay, and a community there yeah. that um, I just was in a bit of awe about. I sort of knew from very afar, and then to be in that and to be winning those races and learning my craft at, at, at that event. Like I started like any triathlete would, I, my first few races I'd be TTing off the front and I'd be like, <laughs> Sick, yeah, I'm winning. And finally, <laughs> you know, I'd just be there to have a great session and a, you know, improve my power and then i just get flogged in the last lap and come last or just (laughs) everyone would just like totally go past me in the last 100 metres. So it was really good for my mentality because it's about being patient and I'm not a patient person. Really? I'm not a a very calm person and it's those two traits that you need the most in in cycling and to be particularly in in the the final 100 metres – when you get it right, there is no better feeling when you have 60 women bearing down on you. You are going over, up like almost 60k an hour on yeah. a small piece of carbon with two mil tyres and you are all out sprinting for the line and everything around you is slow motion, calm. You're looking at the girl that's chopping you. You're looking at the girl that's pushing in on you. Um you're looking at the girl that's sort of attacking and where you should go and the wheel in front of you. And then, you know, a hundred meters from the line, you're laying off that wheel to then attack that wheel. And this is all happening within seconds of which you need to be so calm for and so in the moment to make the best possible decision um, to try to win the bike race. And so when it comes together, there's, there's no better feeling in it. And Look, it's it's hugely, you know. I'm glad I chose triathlon and cycling. I'd probably be addicted to things and yeah, yeah. And, you know, and um, but in cycling, you know, I would wonder if there's, you know, what what is another greater sort of mass participation sport which is so dangerous? You
0: know, yeah, if you
1: think about mass sports. Cycling would have to be up there with one of the most dangerous sports in the world. You know, swimmers don't really have to go out every day and be like, God, I hope I don't get killed today. Yeah. I hope I don't get hit by, you know, you know the odd paddle yeah. in the head. But, you know, with cycling, it is it, it, the Melbourne to Warnable, the biggest threat in the Melbourne to Warnable is the crashes. You've got yeah, right. over 200 people. All of trying, varying levels. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, people say in all races, oh, just stay in the top 10 wheels, you'll be fine. <laughs> the other 80 people have the same instruction to, yeah. to stay up the front. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and we've seen some huge crashes this summer. Um, and look, you do your best to avoid them. But as I said, you've got to have a bit of luck on your side. And I think, um, I've been really fortunate in Melbourne to ride with some really great groups um, and, and there's such a strong riding community here. And you only learn, you know, there's no way I would have been able to cleat Melbourne to Warrnambool if I hadn't done some of the really fast-paced groups that are here in yeah. Melbourne, which has enabled me to be able to hold a wheel or read a race or, you know, sort of be two steps ahead of what's happening, you know, in fr- you know, 10 wheels in front of you. Yeah. Um, and, and being calm enough that when someone bumps you, going 50k an hour that you are relaxed enough that you hold hold your wheel hold your line or are able to stay upright
0: yeah Yeah. just pause for a second (laughs) sorry we're still going (laughs) 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 hiya hello bready do you mind feeding her outside Uh, (laughs) is that okay uh, probably fifteen twenty. I had technical issues. Yep, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> <Arsehole. laughs> is that okay with you? Um, Food yes, break.
1: Fine. If this is going the divorce, how am I doing? I'm but, nervous with how <laughs> this is doing. Why? Oh, just because you just you don't really know. What, what did
0: I just say? <laughs> so exactly how I felt with mine. Like, mm-hmm. and is this what people want to hear? Mm.
1: It's hard to pick up too
0: No, if you pre-submitted your questions, then I <laughs> like Rafa because
1: sometimes what?
0: at the tennis, oh. they would give out a list of things, and actually Lawrence West, who does a bit of writing for us, wrote an article about mm. about that. Is that a CD? No, no, no. About how um, with their sponsors and oh, yeah. stuff, they've said you have to ask these questions. Mm-hmm. And on some platforms, that works. Yeah. Um, like saying a video interview, and it can be jokey, matey yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But when it's and you, you would you would know yeah. this being you know in marketing and stuff. Yeah, yeah, how yeah. do you how do you turn what you what you as the yeah, sponsored yeah. Uh, company yeah. are trying to you yeah. know sell bikes or whatever? How do you Just put a big fat logo behind their head? Yeah. <laughs> Um, does a trick
1: every time, yeah. Um, I just uh, saw with Rafa, I just can never. Um, I'm dumbfounded by the you know how he picks his ass, yep. Every shot, yeah. How wasn't someone on his team like that's not the thing, that's not going to become a part of your repertoire, yeah? Like he's been doing that since,
0: <laughs> since but maybe that was, yeah, <laughs> since, since he was here, on that
1: one yep. you know,
0: Every time you gotta pick your ass, every time, um. I love the tennis
1: so i think it's because of what the tennis feels it's like still on holiday
0: yeah, i think so Robin, mm, i think you're right because
1: i don't actually really watch too much tennis. other tennis
0: same yeah did you oh, go no it's
1: hard to an hour yeah 200 true later. yeah yeah
0: so i want to i want to go back to you talking about you know not being injured mm. um uh, coming coming to Melbourne and, you know, every day you're on the bike, it's a, it's a dangerous day. Since your time in Melbourne, the only time I believe that you've been injured is when you were running with some dog. No, trying to rescue oh, some dogs. there you go. Yeah. The <laughs> famous story. With Steph Hansen. I'm, well, no, surprised- and Matilda Reynolds.
1: No, well, I'm surprised I've seen you since that incident because it was sort of like, I can't be anywhere near you <laughs> because... So yeah, the only time I've, I've had I had oh, I did my ACL when I was um, sixteen playing hockey. I didn't count. No. But um, uh, yeah, the only time I've been injured whilst I've been in Melbourne, apart from when I've skidded across the tarmac a few times, is um, there were so we had these neighbours that had these two amazing puppies, two of them, right, yeah. and. They were – and I was with one my housemate at the time, Dog Obsessed, Victoria Payne. And she – and so these dogs are coming towards us and we're so excited that the owners let the, these puppies off the leash and these things flick through us like water. Like they – so they go past us, um, they go through us and they start bolting like they're – like freedom. They're fine. Yep. With, and they are on their way. So I'm in leather pants – um, flat shoes, um, about to go out, and I am like 100 meters sprinting after these things, high knees, <laughs> going as hard as I can. I hit the grass and go arse over and put my hand out, and as I put my hand out, my hand keeps going, but my thumb stopped and oh. uh, dislocate some sort of crucial ligament in my thumb this time and um I'm looking at it for quite a while and friggin dogs they pro- stopped about 10 meters later anyway so oh yeah no sorry you know you it's awkward and you sort of oh yeah walk off and just think oh I'm sort of out that night and I'm feeling a little bit sick and um when I'm, I'm just thinking something's not quite right with my thumb it's quite big and it's just sort of there and it's hanging about it's not really moving properly and I leave it for about five days it's- <laughs> and so because it's a thumb you're like Pfft, i just sprayed it <laughs> anyway i reluctantly go and see someone and straight away they're like you've done your thumb so yeah so i i have to go i have to have an operation they have to sew it back together and um of which they did and i wear sort of a michael jackson glove um for a few weeks after and <laughs> have it in a sling at that time steph hanson was pregnant very
0: pregnant six months oh yep not soon. really pregnant well i
1: Dude. <laughs> and, um, and so I was like, this is the great opportunity. I'm off work, can't do anything. Steph Hansen is immobilized, can't do anything though. <laughs> <Great>. Pretty much. <laughs> and um, let's have coffee mm-hmm. and take Henry for a walk. So I'm sorry this story, it goes left field. But, mm-hmm. True story. So you it'll hurt Steph not to be able to jump in here. Oh no! no I'm no, gonna tell it in my eyes. Okay, good one. All right, okay, okay. okay. So Steph and I are having coffee, right? My hand hair- <laughs> My arm is in a sling, like I had the operation
0: maybe that morning. It was the day before? before. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so my arm is in a sling, and um, and so we have coffee and we take Henry, um, Steph's over-anxious dog, down to the
0: beach. Not anxious, just he's... Concerned. Why is he concerned? He's just, cons- he's just not yeah. calm sometimes. He's... He's a working dog. You know what working dogs are we'll like. Unpack your dog later.
1: Okay. And so we go down to the beach. Just
0: FYI, Tills is sitting here <laughs> pretending that she's, she's really, really recollecting. Yeah. So she's got her hand up like it's in a sling at the moment. No, so No, I like it. Really, I'm, really, I'm feeling okay, like I'm so in the moment.
1: We've got to tell the people. They're out and training, for me, listening to this. So my arm's in the sling. <laughs> we're at the beach. I'll hurry this along. And so we're down the beach and we're walking along and we see um, – well, we see some people um, pretty concerned. Like, there was a bit of it was blood. Commotion, yeah. Yeah, commotion, totally. And there's a bit of a group of them, older adults, um, one in high viz, another sort of running from the road to the beach onto the sand. And we see this dog swimming. You, yeah. You definitely noticed the dog first. Like, you saw, yeah. the, you saw this dog swimming. It was like, oh, that's I sort of noticed the people – it's a bit weird. Oh, I wonder what's going on there. Anyway – um, how about my thumb? And yeah, we keep <laughs> chatting amongst ourselves, but our eyes on this dog, which is like, it's gone to Tassie. Like that thing is out of here, and it's yep. it's just swimming, and it's not turning around, and no one's with it. Yeah, and and it just keeps moving, and so we we sort of move quickly up to this sort of commotion because we actually thought someone might be in the water, like a person was in the water, or something was concerned. And you're heavily pregnant, evidently heavily pregnant. Uh, I'm still in a sling and um, didn't, didn't fix it itself on its way. And um, we asked the people what's wrong and they they were pointing to the dog. And before yeah. they could even get the sentence out of the dog is like out there, you are running.
0: No, Okay, wait. I need to interject. Okay, Because... Some lady who was in the high-vis, she had already been out into the water to about knee-deep, oh, waist-deep and was right. coming back in. And I'm like, that, so what, what's going on? She was on her way out and we we're
1: like, i That high-vis lady, she's in high-vis. We're vis. good. She's in high-vis. Yeah. She's got it under control. The woman has this under control. we yep. will all be fine. Until she starts walking back to us, true. And yes. then we were like, this isn't good.
0: But she's like, oh, I can't swim. And then we've looked at the other people and everyone's just like, we, we don't None know what to do. Swim. You're in a sling. And I'm like, I'm actually, like, I know how to swim. <laughs> so,
1: you evidently, like, holding a massive beach ball on your stomach. <laughs> but the, the way you ran into the water that day, like, you were in an ITU trial. Yeah.
0: It's in a long sandbank as well. Mate, it destroyed my knees.
1: And you could tell with about three quarters to go, you'd blow to pieces.
0: I've even started swimming, and I, know, I was So you're cook.
1: still running, sprinting in. I'm holding anxious Henry in one <laughs> arm, my arm in the other, sling, talking to these people who are just useless on the beach. <laughs> and you're out there, and I'm watching you, just going, "Oh, this is this is not
0: good." This How? Is, what's the temperature of the bay? This is, this is May, maybe in Melbourne.
1: At Best maybe 12
0: yeah and it was so and then i cold. see you
1: drop off so you've hit the hit the shelf and you and you you're in the deep water and you're swimming, you're, swimming yeah. you're you're on your way and and then i also start thinking which was your thought as well of like what is that woman gonna do when she gets to the dog
0: <laughs> we that, also thought it was a labrador yeah i thought it was huge yeah so you're it bringing that on
1: your back so and then i get flashbacks of Good one. You stayed on the beach while your pregnant friend drowned saving dog in Port Phillip Bay. So I get the randoms to hold Henry, and I start wading into the water. We took off my sling that had a cast in it. Yeah. And oh, I put Henry's poo bag around the cast, around the cast to keep it dry because I was like, bitch, I ain't getting this thing redone <laughs> to save your dog. So I am. No thought process. This is where calm people and in emergencies. I always feel like I'm one of those people I feel like I assessed it, but I just didn't want you to drown. I just I didn't want that I didn't want that backlash on me.
0: But also I assessed it too. And I was like, I I won't drown.
1: Yeah. Like And I'm useless. You got ugly arm.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and look, you're pregnant. You're not, you're not inept. Like, yeah. yeah. So yeah. anyway, so I start coming towards you and thankfully, because <laughs> what concerned me was you were out in the water with the dog not moving. So I was like, yeah. I need to go and get her because she's not moving with my one arm. Yep. So I start swimming with one arm in the air trying to save my cast and one arm. And then it's so challenging to swim with one arm and the other in the air. It's not aerodynamically <laughs> possible. So I turn on my back. And start swimming backstroke with one arm and one arm in the air like a shark.
0: Yeah, it was brilliant.
1: So coming towards you, I get to you.
0: Hang on, wait. You've missed a major part of this story. What? Who did you out. call before you even got in the water?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. So I, <laughs> so this, this isn't Bondi, right? It's Port Phillip Bay. <laughs> At Bondi, there would be 100 people out there to rescue you. Yep. Film crews, everyone. You'd be sweet. Yeah. Um, Melbourne in winter, in May. Nada. Yeah. So I run up to Smart. the... I'm trying to get healthy. I run up to the Surf Life Saving Club mm-hmm. to try to find anyone. Raise the alarm. It's been closed probably for 12 months. No one there. <laughs> I try to see whether I can unlock or steal the um, blowout boat. Yeah. And couldn't do that either. Kayak. So, nothing. nothing. Couldn't get it off. So I called Triple O because I was just thinking you just need something. Water police... A stand-up paddleboard, anything you can send, any type of flotation device <laughs> that we can send out to Port Phillip Bay to try to bring you back. So I called Triple Zero, and the woman, they're very efficient there. And, look, I was already apologising before I could get any other word out. I'm, I'm so sorry. This is not a big deal. However, my pregnant friend is in the water trying to save a dog. We just need potentially some help. And can't really remember. She, she put me through to the water piece or something and... We just, I was just hoping they would send a rub ducky to yep. that help us. And with that help that I knew was coming, I was on my way into the water, you know, looking like a shark with my arm in the air. Yep. I get to you, and you are evidently, obviously, because you couldn't walk without being out of breath because you're pregnant at yep. that stage. You are well out of breath at that point. Yeah. And you're starting to come towards me, and what we thought was a labrador, thank God, was a sp- Do- doodle. Some doodle. <laughs> Some yeah. tiny dog, thank gosh. <laughs> Anyway, we start swimming back in. I also kick you.
0: Yep. I am of no help. I kick you while we're trying to swim back (laughs) in, which I'm so sorry about. And the dogs scratch the shit out of me. Can I? And I also just need to reiterate that. I didn't once think I was in trouble, yeah. and I didn't once think that Same I was putting... Again. We don't need your
1: opinion yeah. On yeah.
0: whether Steph Thank was you. like
1: a responsible mother or not.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, I knew it was going to take me a long time to get in, purely because of fitness levels, and so I just slowly just kept moving and yeah. just kept... You were yeah.
1: really calm. So we're yeah. coming in, and I hear a helicopter <laughs> above us, and I'm thinking, <laughs> it's a police helicopter, and I'm thinking, Jesus, that better not be for us. Because there is a police helicopter sort of coming in around us, and Steph doesn't know I've called people, and I'm just thinking I'm going to go to jail here for <laughs> um, you know misusing resources or something. Yeah. So I get to the beach, and there are um, two ambulances walking towards <laughs> us, and two police women walking along the beach, and I <laughs> am pa- in I I'm in panic mode. <laughs> thinking i'm i'm gonna go to jail this is not good this is not good and so um we get there steph. steph is so concerned about the bloody dog that i'm so trying to get you to sit down get a get you know warm. get a get warm and
0: space blanket oh yeah was to...
1: to the fact that the ambulance asks asked me who the, like well, who's the patient who's pregnant and you point to the dog being the patient <laughs> and the end goes like i'm not a vet and I'm like, her, she is the issue. Sit down and, and make sure she's okay. And, of course, oh, the police, um, police women, uh, uh, the police, they, they walk up and, of course, know you. And yeah, Steph, but,
0: mate, mate. what's going on? Do you know what, though? I, I remember speaking to someone who I knew who was a triathlete. But I cannot remember who it is. So if you're a
1: policewoman yep. uh, as a triathlete and you saved a lady at Port and Bay that day, yep. Steph wants to hear from you. Um and so and it was a anyway, don't worry about the dog. That's fine. Dog's fine. Yeah. Long story. And so um yeah, and you have to go to the hospital just to get checked out. Yep. I have to take Henry That's back to right. my apartment, walk <laughs> through the main streets of Melbourne barefooted being in the swim, Port Phillip Bay, arm in a sling, holding Henry,
0: who hates pedestrian crossing lights. Yeah, who's
1: again <laughs> issues? Um, and um, taking him home. And one, the best one was our one of our good friends, Purdy Long. Purdy Long. Um, she had seen a notification saying something is um, something's happened in Port Phillip Bay. What the hell are you two idiots doing? <laughs> and Wait, so
0: but how did she know?
1: Well, what are we allowed to say? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, she just has uh, connections. Right. And, uh, and so, yeah, and so unfortunately when, when I told them that it wasn't a big deal and, look, we just need a, a, a stand-up paddleboard, they just heard that Pregnant Woman was about 150 metres off Port Phillip Bay and Drowning. sent in the resources, which we were yep. very appreciative of. They were very – they didn't have a lot to do that day. They were very responsive. Yep. And, yeah, all turned out. Dog and baby Frankie –
0: Cutest ever. Great.
1: Great. Came through.
0: Didn't stunt a growth either. Came through. So,
1: yeah, I've <laughs> stayed away from you since then. It was too much excitement for one day, and my thumb came through, thankfully.
0: Thumb, thumb is through. okay. Yeah, yeah. And the dog's okay. I got some strange looks at the hospital. They just thought i oh, was. You got a lot of media in.
1: coverage out of that event as well. Everyone wanted to know about you.
0: Do you know my best mate emailed it to Ellen trying to get me on the <laughs>
1: Ellen oh, show? My God. <laughs>
0: Yeah, maybe we should still just do it. We like, can a, react it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm not getting pregnant again, though. Uh, yeah, true. Nah, <laughs> screw that. Um, I actually don't even know why I started that conversation. I definitely wanted to talk about that because we haven't it's had a, a chance to talk that, about it. it. It's a story
1: that I had to share.
0: Before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Tills is just checking her phone, no. social media. <laughs> um, oh, you wrote a note about I just what? In case, I
1: don't know, just about life, just in case that like. You, you like, I don't know, threw me like a curveball and I was like, oh, here's some comments I can get. <laughs> What's
0: written down there? No.
1: No. 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 So, oh, one thing I did have down there was, um, I think, um, <laughs> to go left again was, um, I probably, cause I, I did have, um, a few surprise like results this seat, like this summer season. Yeah. Um, you know, a third place at two under, which is the biggest race that happens here in Australia. And so a third against um the you know some of the top cyclists in in the world um but one of the things that's really helped me sort of this season and there's definitely been um races that i've been disappointed with and we're fortunate in cycling that the next race is really close like that was also the best thing about cycling is you back up yeah. so quickly yeah. um you know you don't you know as sore which was great i, I really miss running Though for sure, there's no feeling that running that anything else can give you that running does. Yeah, you um, don't run
0: at all. I I do a little
1: bit. I I really miss it, but it does affect your yeah. you know, your racing a bit. Like just that top end probably affects me a little bit if I if, yeah. if I run. So no, I, I definitely don't run as much as I'd love to. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely no running while I'm racing. Um, yeah within race season. But I think um, I think perspective. Um, we were we were really um, highly affected by the fire season this year, and I think um,
0: when you say we're your family,
1: yeah, my family were from. Um, They've been fighting fires since two weeks ago, um, and which started in um, in October. Um, so we were one of the first areas that were hit oh. from Canberra. Um, so we're we're an hour from the south coast, and yep. so we got hit by three different fire fronts um
0: so essentially that's three different directions yeah three
1: directions um and so and and when i was racing you know i I was going home and having three days off and just not really having the preparation i would have loved and the smoke like the smoke was just um horrific and and certainly we were very very fortunate Uh, you know i I don't wanna talk about in trying like we we were total in the end we're totally fine compared to mm. what has happened to some families and, and people out there. But I think I think it really um, for Australia like certainly and, and you know the world was watching during that period as well and there were times when we just had to turn off social media at times because it became yeah. so consuming and um and where we've probably gotten to the point where we, we get um, delivered so much bad news all the time that you become a bit immune to it. Yeah. But I think that devastation in our own backyard really woke everyone up. Yeah. And um yeah I think just perspective. Like I just really hope this year that I can keep some better perspective on what's important and 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 really you not making the right decision in that hundred meters. Is that really is that really a big deal? Like yeah. where does that really sit? Like sure go over it and dissect it but then after you've done that, move on. it. Yeah, like, yeah. in the scheme of things, you know, you'd be the same probably, you know, with Frankie, like, it's perspective of things, yeah. it's really, really brings it home of what's really important and yeah. and just what some people went through. And I think, particularly, this, you know, I felt a bit embarrassed doing the races or trying to train while my family were dealing with that or, or you know, the country was dealing with that because it seemed so insignificant at the time. So, yeah, I just really hope I can keep some better perspective. Yeah. this year and 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 yeah, just just um you know keep in mind that it is at the end of the day, even though it is a big deal because we put so much effort into it and sacrifice a lot that it is it is bike race. It's just it's just a bike race. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah.
0: But it, and um and I completely understand what you're saying, but also in the same sentence, that's what almost keeps you saying as well when you're going through uh that kind of that kind of stuff personally like it it's something that will keep you yeah, definitely. Like, yeah.
1: and and um, cycling has saved me for sure. Yeah. As well, like I think for a lot of people, exercise saves them and triathlon and and yeah, it's definitely saved me. Like, you, you know, I have my best ideas when I'm on the bike. I'm my calmest when I've yep. cycled. Um, I'm at my best when I've worked out. Um, I, you know, most of the time I'm just cycling for everyone else, so they don't have to deal with me if I haven't <laughs> cycled, if I haven't done, you know, yeah. without that energy. Um, and you know, as well, you you know, you said the other day, like you are at your best, you're a better, better mother, partner, friend when you have done exercise. And so that's sort of what, you know, it's not, it's certainly not the weight thing or the appearance thing. It's the, it's the mentality and how much better you feel energetically after you've exercised for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: And I mean, I only said that three days ago, so I'm on my third day, um, and i are already a better friend. <laughs> I made you guacamole. I'm a great friend. I feel like Brent made that, for sure. No, I actually did. Okay. Don't roll your eyes at me. I'd like to talk to you about being a control freak. <laughs> like I, I've invited her over to do an interview, and she's got notes on what she wants me to ask her. No, I just,
1: <laughs> just in case it lolled. I was thinking, oh, God.
0: As if a conversation no, between just, you and I is ever going to loll. Nervous. Are you... Okay, this is one last thing I did want to talk to you about. You say you're nervous. You all right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. How do you how do you feel like you go in uh, in interviews and, oh. and and podcasts and when you're put on the spot?
1: Oh, uh, I think anyone that re, you know, as a oh, not just as an athlete, but just people that you, you know, there's a oh, okay as an athlete when you you dissect. <laughs> performances or mm. things that you've done and you just would always do it differently you, you constantly which which is why um athletes or people with that drive and mentality in the business etc is why they struggle sometimes so much because they can never necessarily just be happy with what was or what they did Um, they always have to go back on it and just be, you know, I wish I'd said this, which is what's going to happen here. And, uh, (laughs) I wish I'd done this or not said that or gone a different way or gone deeper on something or whatever it might be. And you dissect it and, but that's, you know, that's how you get better at things. And that's how, you know, you will do it differently or better next time. I think, um, I'm always a bit, um, you know, surprised that I'd be interviewed or, you know, I'm really grateful to be on this podcast, of which I listen to all the time. Great answer. <laughs> but, yeah, I was a bit surprised when you – and it's not about not being confident. I get a bit of flack for not being um, – You know, as a sprinter, they're meant to. You're meant to have a real arrogance about you as a sprinter that I'm probably missing a bit. I'm still a little bit. Yeah, right. Like you know, I got a bit of quite a bit of criticism um, when I was really surprised at my result at Two Down Under, where um, you know I should have I should have known that I wanted to win. I should have known I could come third, but you know I'd been fighting fires literally like a few days before. But also, I don't know. I, I guess. My brother always said to me, "Never think you're better than anyone else," and it sort of always stayed with me. And I guess you do need that confidence, but it's it can be pretty un-Aussie sometimes to be really up yourself. Yeah, um, right. So I'd probably struggle a little bit with that side of the confidence side of, 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 of going into racing for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, I'm sure I'll dissect this and wish I did it differently, but. Mate, once it's on the internet, there's nothing I
0: can do about it. And I'm not going through these technical issues again <laughs> to report another one. Um, lastly, if you, if you can edit it the way I want it to be. We can sure, talk about that later. <laughs> we'll only have three minutes of gold, and that's about it. <laughs> um, what else do you think growing up with three brothers has taught you?
1: Um, oh gosh, it's. Um, you work pretty hard and you're pretty, um, pretty competitive as yeah. well. Um, pretty hard on yourself, uh, growing up. Uh, you fend for yourself pretty hard. Um, being the only girl and having three brothers, I think I, am not, I don't, I don't need to be, I, I'm at my best when I'm surrounded by people, but I don't have to be surrounded by people. Like I'm, I'm okay to go off and do my own thing or do it my way a little bit. And
0: yeah,
1: um, uh, look. You know, I grew up playing NRL, you know, and, yeah. and, and there was never any difference between me or the boys until I was 12 and I was told I wasn't able to play with the boys anymore. And that just, I think that floored me at the time. It really blocked yeah. my world of what do you mean there's a difference between, you know, him and I, but I, yeah. I can smash that guy like yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. just as strong and just as fast. And and I think where, um, you know, I used to think, uh, you know, I'd, I'd never want a daughter you know, I thought that growing up in a – in a growing up a female in this world was bloody challenging. And yeah. I think it is going through an incredible time at the moment. Like women's sport – not just, yes, women's sport, but like, you know, in the corporate world or yeah. in, in yeah. society – Um, But certainly in sport, which can be a reflection of of society, is it is going through an exponential um, growth at the moment and an incredible time that, you know, I would love to bring up a daughter within this era now. Um, And hopefully, you know, social media burns and dies one day and she doesn't have to go through that. But but certainly... um, you know, at the time, I really struggled being a girl and and probably not happy with who I was or wanting to be something different. Always looking at my brothers and thinking it was so easy yeah. for them. Or why can't I do what they do? But I think now, um, I think it's such an exciting time for women's sport and the way it's being represented and promoted and celebrated across a plethora of of, of sports. It's not just one, which is sort of down-trotting others which used to happen. It sort of seems yeah. now one you know, it's lift each each sport is lifting lifting the other up. Yeah. Um, from from tennis to surfing to water polo, rowing, yep. they've all had amazing results and whether it's people have gotten over some of the guys, you know, constantly pissing in pot plants after a big game and, you know, some of the misdemeanours that have gone on and just and you've seen brands can lean into women so much stronger, um, and yep. which has really bolstered their profiles. And yeah, I just think it's a really exciting time for women in sport now and, and, and businesses and to, to get the, behind them, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm really close to my brothers still, though, and they really bring me down to earth <laughs> when I go home. It's yep. pretty competitive, like, yep. yeah, they always want to beat me when I'm at home just to make sure that they know they can still beat me it might be a sprint across the sand who can hold their breath the longest who's the best at lawn bowls so it's, it. it's a very um, draining family holiday when we're together but i owe a lot to them they've always been very protective and very supportive of me for sure. yeah yeah yeah
0: that's an awesome place to finish this <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. final question though is there anything you'd like to change about this interview
1: oh can i come back to you on <laughs>
0: Wait till Friday when it comes out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Probably my opening will be the, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's,
0: it's a good one HR and it's staying there. HR,
1: yeah. HR. Yeah.
0: Um, Tills, thank you so much. Sorry for all the messing around with technology no, and stuff. Um,
1: it's, it's not meant to run Yeah, it's from you ran smoothly. I
0: like that, you know, it makes it interesting. I do like to, yeah, work on, <laughs> on the edge. Um, but from a personal side of things, I'm – So proud is such a condescending thing to say, but I cannot think of a better word to to watch. You've been
1: very supportive of me, whether it be in triathlon or coming up or or now in cycling. So you have every right to – you're very much a part of that team, Steph. Oh, stop it.
0: you're, You're good people and I can't wait to keep watching you evolve as an athlete and as a person. Thank you. Thanks, man. Peace out. Namaste.